Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. That's right. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And ladies and gentlemen, we are nearing the beginning of training camp. Uh, first day on the ice for the Wild, September 21st, which I believe is two weeks from yesterday as we're recording this on a Friday. So we are very close to having gotten through... Um, the offseason for the Wild and the National Hockey League. And we're about to get into a very controversial bit that Declan told me about. We're going to cause, we're basically going to be um, jettisoning some people, costing them their jobs, and also keeping people. But before we do, I want to tell you that it's time for throttle therapy on land and on the water. And it all starts at the Lodge uh, Power Lodge. Cruise the water in a luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon, as you're looking at right there from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water. Entertain the kids and float on the lakes all summer long. It starts at the Lodge. Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons and stock across all Power Lodge locations. And, yes, summer is coming to a close, but there's still some nice weather left. I saw we're going to be in the 80s a week from Sunday, so there is still time to enjoy throttle therapy and, you know, with Viking season and wild season starting, throttle therapy for Minnesota sports fan, never a bad idea. So enjoy uh, Power Lodge and Miller Marine. And we thank them also for their sponsorship. Make sure you tell them that the Score North guy sent you if you do visit. All right, Declan, I'm going to turn it over to you. Two weeks from training camp. Why are you trying to cost people their jobs? I'm not trying to cost anyone their jobs per se. No, cost just, them. Uh... You're cutting people. I know, I know. I'm going to change the branding here for on air production meeting. Um, I just want to know if we, we, we kicked around this idea a little bit um, at the end of last week's Judd's Hockey Show, so I figured why don't I just take that idea of who is playing their last season with the Minnesota Wild. And I have told you before we crack the mics, this is now Declan's Hockey Show because I'm going to lead this charge. I'm going I'm to put the ball on the tee. Rogue. And then you can go, and then actually we can pass the you know pass the puck back and forth. Zuccarello, Kaprizov, mm-hmm. just for the love of God, Judd, if there's an open net, just shoot, okay, and let me know when to shoot as well. Okay, Does that work. Let's do it. Let's All get right. to it. And, and by the way, I'm gonna ignore it. Like Kirill Kaprizov is not playing his last season with the Wild. There's some parameters here. Okay, good. That I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure we're really clear. I, I, yeah, I didn't expect you to say Kirill, but like yes. Kirill and Boldy are off this list. I okay. I, no. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right, we'll start with maybe some easy ones, and then we'll materialize down from forwards, defense, goalies, etc. Matt Zuccarello. Is Matt Zuccarello playing his last season with the Wild Judd? He is under contract for the last year of his deal. He makes $6 million right now. He is 36. Is Matt Zuccarello playing his final season with the Wild? Yes, I believe he is. It is. Now, I know he is Kaprizov's sort of mentor. It feels like he's sort of his father figure if not his best friend um but he's gonna be 37 he's definitely showed some signs of age last season and you know it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle you can't stop time so yes i'm going to say that matt zuccarello is in his last year partially because of this too there's some kids coming up the pipeline like this farm system's got some kids it's got some kids in iowa it's got some kids in russia um, so, yes, I'm going to say that Matt Zuccarello will either retire after this season or have to find employment elsewhere. You know what might be fun for him? A swan song on Broadway. I was about to say that. Beloved Ranger. I mean, those people love him way more than we do. So, yep, this is going to be it. Yeah, I think this is one of the easier ones that we'll do. Um, honestly, 
after he signed that first contract and that poor first year he had, this would look like, oh, God, how are they going to survive this? And now that it's a contract year, Matt Zuccarello, I'm going to say this, delivered on the contract. I'm not going to say he exceeded the contract. Oh, yeah. He delivered on this contract. It helps when you get a superstar player to play with him. But, but he helped it. But after the first year, I think we all had a doom and gloom of, oh, my God, what are— what It's a bad did contract. The, what did they do? No, this turned out to be a yep. fairly good deal. It, 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 it worked out really well. Yeah, what he did, I, I think what he what he meant and what he has meant for Kirill mm-hmm. justified the entire thing. And now I don't think Paul Fenton was anywhere near smart enough to know that. I think Paul Fenton did a dumb contract. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Paul Fenton swooped in as like a fantasy league player and like offered Zuccarello way more than the second else. highest. But yes, the the caprice of how in sync he has been with Kirill. I, I think that you're I think you're right. I think it's Fenton's dumb luck that this actually worked. All right, next guy on this list. This one's interesting. Marcus Felino. Has Marcus Felino mm. play is is he entering his last season with the Minnesota Wild? Felino is under contract for three point one million for this season, then he is a UFA in about ten months. Marcus Felino has an A on his shirt. Felino has also exceeded expectations after a rocky rookie se- rookie per se season with the Wild. Is Marcus Foligno Judd playing his last season with Minnesota? Well, I thought he might be a trade chip this offseason. It was made very clear by our friend Billy Guerin that he was not going to move Foligno. And I'm going to assume that um, Bill Guerin and Dean Evason will be in their current roles with the Wild one year from now. And if that's the case, I'm pretty convinced Marcus Foligno will be here as well. So, uh, I've backed off on my stance a little bit, not because I not because I think that Marcus Foligno is this untouchable commodity, but these guys love him, and he sort of yeah. sets a tone that they love. And Bill Guerin loves character guys, and Marcus Foligno's a character guy. So I'm going to say that my feeling that Bill Guerin might get rid of Foligno was just flat out wrong, and Marcus Foligno stays. I think he's gone. Okay. I think he is gone. If he wants to come back on a team-friendly deal, which I'm guessing he is not necessarily opposed to, you know, he's 32 years old. Does he want to, you know, move around a little bit? But I just, I I don't want to get in the habit of signing bottom six forwards to long-term deals. Even though he's a heartbeat and means a lot to this team, I think he is playing his last season with the Wild. Would it shock me if he's back, though? No, it would not shock me. I would move on, though. I think he will be willing to take a what they consider to be a very fair market value contract. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think he'd play hardball. Yeah. So, like play but hardball. yeah, if he did play hardball, it probably would change my answer a bit. But I'm going to guess that he won't. And Bill Guerin definitely loves the guy. All right, next one: Ryan Hartman entering the last year of his deal. Now, remember, he yeah. signed a three-year contract right before that 30-goal campaign that looked like one of the best deals in the NHL for a guy who popped up finally as a first-round draft pick, scores a bunch of goals, and now he's, fin- you know, he's, ironically enough, entering the last year of his deal. He is 28 years old, and he's entering a contract season, and he is the ifto de facto number one center, and you don't know how good Mark Ryan Hartman is, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, I'm piling on. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, uh, is, is, Ryan, is Ryan Hartman Judd playing his last season with the Wild? Yes, he is. Uh, He signed a contract that was um, just an incredible team-friendly contract. I think he's going to look for more next time. I think it's time to cut the cord there. Uh, 
Ryan Hartman is in his last season with the Wild. I'm going to go with no. I think they're going to like Ryan. I think they like Ryan Hartman. Now, what probably uh, puts the Wild out of position to get him is if Hartman has another career year and realizes, man, I'm an idiot for signing that first one before I had the career year. Now he's in a contract season. Let's say he proves both of you and me very much wrong, and he does go out and score 30 goals again. I don't think that's going to happen. Let's let's go down that path, right? He has then priced himself out of the Wild. They still had another year of these Parise Suter buyouts. He'll go cash in from someone else, and he's gone. If he is still Ryan Hartman, the one that we have known for the majority outside the outlier of his 30-goal campaign, I think he is brought back for the same price they would pay for uh, Marcus Foligno. Oh, see, I think they'd keep Foligno above Hartman. And I, character-wise, I love, you're right. I think but they I think, love Foligno more. I think age-wise and production-wise, I think it'd be wiser, per se, just from this is not always the best way to look at it, but from a cap-building standpoint, to give that money to a younger player than an older player. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Felino stays. Hartman leaves, and you go with the exact opposite. Uh, next on the list for you, Judley, Brandon Duhame, also entering the last year of his deal. 1.1 million. A 26 year old. He is a UFA this summer. Is Dewey, as they call him, playing his last season with the Wild? This is all predicated on his 2023-24 campaign, right? Um, Because if he has a big year, he probably almost certainly walks because he's going to get a payday elsewhere. And to your point, they still have a year of cap problems. Now the cap will go up again, but it's not going up as we've talked about, you know, countless times. It's not going up enough. So um, now he's going to be a bottom six guy. So, like, there's no guarantee he has a great year. But I will say... He ends up leaving, but again, if he has a, if he doesn't have you know a real productive year points wise, he probably stays for for cheaper than he would like. But he strikes me as the guy that could bounce around a bit. Very very productive at what he does. He's not a great player, but that's fine. But I'm just going to guess for the sake of for the sake of I can't say I don't know. I'm going to say he leaves. I think he stays because I think he knows who he is, and you can just find these solid guys um, who are bottom six, even fourth-line guys. And I like Dewey. Dewey's a, is a good player, um, and I don't think he's going to break the bank either. I think he'll have a productive Brandon Duhame season. I don't think there's an offensive juggernaut that hasn't been unleashed here. I think he knows who he is, and I think he can lock up this guy afterwards. Uh, but would, would it shock me if they had moved on? No, it certainly, yeah. certainly would not. He strikes me as the type of player who, if he has a halfway decent season, one team will come along and offer more than Bill Guerin wants to pay him. Okay. Here's an interesting one. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Okay. Jacob Middleton has two years left. after He has a year left after this deal, so he's under contract through 2025, and then he's a UFA. Okay. He is making $2.4 million for the next two seasons, Judd, including this one. He is 27 years old. Is Jacob Middleton playing his last season with the Wild? No, he stays. They love him. No, no, no. He has been... First of all, he's one of Bill Guerin's greatest accomplishments because here's a guy that you got from the Sharks, and we had heard of him, but we didn't know jack about him. And then he turns into a top-pairing guy with Spurgeon. Um, He's steady. He is what, you know, he's certainly not flashy, but he's what you want in a defenseman who's going to play a ton of games. So, no... I think he's in the Felino camp of being a Bill Guerin and Everson favorite. Um, and I think the I think the Wild values stability, and Jacob Middleton provides that. 
Plus, he's a good guy in the locker room or in, yeah, in the room. So, yeah, I'm saying he is back. So here's the funny thing. If they didn't have buyout problems, Judd, I think Jacob Middleton is extended to a new deal right now. Sure. Or at least those extension talks might have been starting to pick up a little bit. This is, um, you can make the case of, hey, they got to survive, I believe, one more summer, right, of the Prize Suter buyout. So yep. they have this year and then next year. Yep. And then, you know, you get the floodgates start to open up at least cap-wise a little bit, and it makes them easier to sign. But do you want to go up to UFA status with him, with him too? You know, like that's also an interesting spot here. If they didn't have buyout hell, I think Jacob Middleton gets a raise and gets a new deal by opening night potentially this year. Sure. But they have to kind of now weigh out the situation. I'm with you. I, I don't believe he's playing his last season. But also if the Wild do go in the tank per se and they're just awful, Jake Middleton's a very enticing player that would probably get you a significant return. Yeah, I just don't see them going in the tank. I think they have enough to. I, I think they have enough to maintain being a really solid regular season team. The, the more I've thought about this, because I sort of felt doom and gloom going into last season, and turned out to be wrong. Now, are, are they going to win a playoff series? I have no clue, but I don't see them tanking. I think when you have Kaprizov, you have you know. I think when you have the components, the the blue line. Like they got a good blue line, mm-hmm. uh, and I know Dumba's gone, but that's not going to. Uh-huh. That's not going to. Uh, break them so I, I don't think they're in any position to be like a bottom feeding okay let's clean house because we're, we're going to get a lot for a guy interesting one for you here Kalen Addison is Kalen Addison who is uh I believe still an RFA right he doesn't have a deal yeah but he has no leverage right can't go to ar- arbitration so he basically is going to have to just sign what they put in front of him he's just been I guess dragging his feet I don't know how that works he's just screwed and, I don't know, things get wonky before the season starts, but is Kalen Addison playing his last season with the Wild Judd? If Dean Everson, really hasn't played a lot. Yeah, if Dean Everson is back, my answer is yes. They've got some guys, in, again, in the pipeline defensively. They have shown no, I mean, beyond being a power play specialist. You know, it's weird. Bill Guerin got him in the Zucker trade, but yet... The head coach doesn't really seem to embrace him. He doesn't play a good enough. He He's the anti-Jake Middleton. He's too small in their mind and not good enough defensively. So, yeah, I think he is gone. I, I He's a guy I wouldn't be surprised if he does not make, make it through the season. I mean, when you bring in Johnny Klingberg to try to replace him, and Klingberg had some nice skills, but my God, defensively, that guy could be a sieve. Uh, no, I think he is. I think he might be in about to enter his last training camp. I don't know. He makes it out out of the season with the Wild. Uh, just two more positions le- or two more players left from the same position. What What's your response, though? Oh, I'm sorry. I ignore Kalen Addison. You're right. Addison's here. Okay. I think Addison's here. Um, you got Alex Golag. I skipped over Alex Goligoski for a reason because it's yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Um, so you need some spots left. John Merrill's still under contract for two more seasons. I think Kalen Addison fits in here, and I think he's here beyond 2023-24, right. not just an opening night uh, potential lo- issue. They love guys like Johnny Merrill so much. That's true, though. They do. Um, all right, both goaltenders, Judd. Philip Gustafson, $3.7 million, got a new deal this year, coming off a career season. He's your number one goalie going into the year. Yep. Again, under contract through 2026. But is Philip Gustafson, even though he'd only play one year of that contract, is he here beyond this season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, uh, 
2024-25 opening night, Jasper Wallstead, Philip Gustafson. But, I mean, we're done with the goaltender starts 65 games days. Yeah. Like, like we're done with that. So, if Gus, you know, I think Wallstead eventually emerges as the one. But in 24-25, they could split it. But Gustafson's still going to play a bunch of games. So, yeah, un- unless he comes unglued and... You know, last season turns out to be a fluke, and he's not any good. Which you know, until we see that, I don't expect that. I think I think Philip Gustafson very well could play out that entire contract here. Interesting, because I can yes, I see the last point you made there of playing it out, but I could also see if Wallstead comes up because there's an injury to either Gus or Flurry, and he just plays out of their mind, plays out of his mind or up to his potential that Wallstead is being projected to play, and you have a new number one goalie. Yes, you can still do the, you know, 50-50, 55-45 split with both of them. But does the another another team come in and say, hey, you know, Philip Gustafson deserves to be our number one, and now he's your, you know, 1B or 2 to Jesper Wallstead. We'll give you a first or second round pick. I could mm-hmm. see that playing out. I, I could I don't 100% think you get a first round pick, out. though. Because go, to your point about goaltending, I don't think that you would get a a first round pick now i don't know well it, it depends how desperate you get you know at, at the he wouldn't fetch you a first round pick in the true off season he would not like let, let's say he has another gustin season sure i still think he gets you a first round pick in the summer months of 2024 agree but in the at the trade deadline or something would what other teams when when the price of poker is higher and yeah, they maybe. need a need right away are they willing to overpay for that well, position that's when it could happen I think that the need for two goaltenders is so strong and Flurry is so close to being done that I don't think that they would tempt fate there. Yeah. And by the way, Mark Andre Flurry, yes, entering his last season with the Wild. Well, yeah, I'm hope I'm I would love to see him I would love to see him put together a solid year. I mean, covering him is a privilege. I would I would oh, yeah. love to see a solid season and then ride off into the sunset. You know, if there's a chance at some point um to be if to be if if Wallstead pops and can play here, if there's a chance for him to go back to Pittsburgh, that would be really cool for I think him. Likely, yeah. But I mean, I want this to end. To, make no mistake, I want this to end well. But I want him to retire fairly soon. I do not want him to hang on. Watching him struggle would 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 be would be an, against the Zolgad rules. Like it would be offensive to me to watch a guy who is that spectacular struggle. So I I I hope. He's in his last year. I hope it ends well. And, yeah, I would fully expect that he should not be back here for training camp next season. And, in fact, I think he should probably um, ride off into the sunset after 23-24. That's Agreed. Tough. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good list there. I mean, I gave you mostly UFAs. I mixed in a couple other, you know, team control guys as well. You didn't bring up the head coach. Though. I think Dean's here. I think uh, Dean's here. What happens if they go – what happens if they have a solid – regular season which you know they very well could oh i see what you're going. and they go out in five or six you know five or six games again it's much more likely he gets fired that way than them missing the playoffs does that oh, make 100%, sense 100 agree with you yeah i don't again the more i think about this i don't think like we occasionally think oh it's going to be a train wreck it's going to be a train wreck it's going to be a train i don't think it's going to be man i think they've proven that they can milk points from the season and dean dean in the regular season Pretty he good. gets a lot from teams, yep. um, but boy, you've had two playoff, uh, two playoffs, first round losses that have been like cookie cutter against two different teams with two, two with two different teams. You had 
Yep. And then include the Vegas one, even though you were a quote unquote underdog, you still took him to seven. Like there is seven, six, six. So, I mean, he's got enough of a sample size now in the playoffs that if you add the fourth one in this year and it's another five or six game ouster, I think Bill, as much as he loves Dean, would have to know. All right, I got enough enough to see what I, I I've seen enough of this pretty much. The Vegas one, I was I came away a little bit impressed. They took them to seven. They weren't right. as good, you know. They weren't, but the last two, man, the last two have been bad. You, you should win. Leads. You should have won exactly, and you got a, and you went from like, oh yeah, okay, here's a corner being turned to bang at the same exact time. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I think it's way more likely he'd be fired for that than just a team that misses the playoffs and has underperformed all year, personally. September 21st, we're on the ice. We're getting closer. And uh, our friend Jesse Pierce, she was supposed to be on this show, um, had to bow out last minute. She, she, had, okay? she had a, she had something going on. No, she, yeah, she's fine. She's fine. They're doing okay. hockey? Okay, she's yep. gone. She's, you know, gone. she's got, I don't no, she's know She's golfing. How. She's, her I, golf, her beer, her beer cart work. <laughs> That, Jesse Pierce has uh if you think I think I have some plates that I have to spin all the time at work. I Dude, got you don't have nothing kids. on JP. I Dude, got you don't have kids. She's Pierce. got she's got the kids. She's got she golfs. She works at a golf course. She writes she's always at hockey stuff. Mm-hmm. Hard, hardest working woman in Minnesota sports. And media. you know who the saint is? Jesse's husband. Jesse's husband. Yeah. Jesse's husband's a real he's a real saint. He's gonna Big send fan right of score to him. north. Shout out I, to him. I love him. Great Shout guy. out to him. Uh, hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show. As Judd said, we're getting closer and closer to training camp. Head on over to the Purple Daily. Vikings vent line will be live uh, on Sunday after the Buccaneers game. Plenty of stuff at your disposal right here at Score North. And pass, shoot, score.